At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Give me 12 ounces. I'm good. Wow, so that's how we're starting off, huh? Wow, we're just going to get right into it. That's aggressive. <laughs> we're just rolling right into it, huh? You know, Ephraim, I'm going to get to the Sixers and, I don't know, like the reincarnation of the Harlem Globetrotters, how they're being talked about in a second, but um, <laughs> I'm going to start off a little bit late. So I'm a big fan of Cheez-Its. You a fan of Cheez-Its? I like Cheez-Its. Love Cheez-Its. Right before the Give show, I had a few Cheez-Its left. <laughs> do they measure Cheez-Its in ounces? I don't even know. I was just wondering the same thing. What do they measure them in? I don't know. But whatever they're measured in, I was down to the, the end of it, Ephraim. Okay. So I, I had a couple of, you know, helpings of Cheez-Its, and then I noticed at the end the stragglers that found their way outside of the plastic and they were just like in the box. Oh, you can't eat the box. You can't eat the stragglers. 
You know, it was t- it was a tough decision because I'm thinking, you know, fries. I eat the straggler fries all the time. Yeah, that's different. Those stragglers have it's, been it's in the fresh. bottom. Yeah, those fr- yeah, they've been in the bottom of that box since that they were boxed. I don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm a little bit slow when it comes to my cheez its. I keep them in my bag and I'll I'll gnaw on them from time to time while doing shows. And so I was like, I was torn. Like a little piece of my heart was dying, throwing out cheez its without giving it a go. So I tried it, and I regretted it. Yep. Because you were right, Ephraim. They tasted just like the box. <laughs> Cheez-Its are anything that comes in a bag in a box. If they've been outside that bag for a long amount of time, you might want to just pass on them. They, yeah, they're uh, it's a lost cause. My man. kids won't even eat the box uh, Cheez-Its. So, you know, and they eat anything. Yeah. Same thing for cereal. Yeah, oh, lost never cause, do man. that. Never yeah. do that. Yep. Once they make it out, it's over. It's over. They're free. They're... <laughs> Once they make it out, they're free. Yeah, congratulations. You didn't make it to my belly. You, you made it to the are garbage. no longer up for consumption. That's you right. You are free. Go with God. So, yep, that's right. Via con Dios. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers. Adios. Now, you and I. You and I, we have a little bit of a different perspective on the Sixers here. They're up 3-1 against the Miami Heat. Yes, they are. I said last week, and I maintain, hmm. we can't get, I i don't know, we can't overreact to their 16-game winning streak because 12 of those wins came against losing teams, teams that were under right, 500. Right, you belittled anything that they've accomplished uh, this season, I'm just, but go ahead. I'm just saying we can't be convinced based on that. Okay. I maintain mm-hmm. we can't be convinced on two things now, the 16-game winning streak and them being up 3-1 on the Heat. When did the Heat become a juggernaut? I didn't get now, the memo now the, on now that. Now the Heat sucks. How did they become now, like now this that, world beater of a team? They're a six seed that snuck in the East. First of all, wow! You, I mean, you really—they have to <laughs> they win the championship, are. don't they? They got to win the championship. You know what? If they at at absolutely, they got to win a championship. But if they steamrolled their way to the finals, I would say that was more than I thought they would do this season. Well, because they're steamrolling. You, you probably didn't think they were going to get out of this first round. No, I before you the season. Not. You mean you did? No, I'm talking or about just, when the playoffs started. You did not think they no, were going to no, no, beat I Miami. Did. I did. No, I you didn't. even told you they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals because they should beat Miami and they should beat the winner of the undermanned Celtics and the Bucks that are Jekyll and Hyde. They should be in the finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. Look, like I told you, prior to the playoffs starting, you cannot discredit <laughs> a team's wins no matter who they're playing. Because the number one thing it does is it galvanizes you as a team to let you know, hey, look, we're winning 15, 16, 17 in a row because we're clicking on all cylinders. It has nothing to do with the other team. Whoever you roll out in front of them, they believe that they can beat them. And they're proving that in the playoffs, not the end of the regular playoffs, not the against end of the, the regular. Heat. It doesn't matter who it's against. Against the juggernaut Heat. Guess what? They got the three seed. They get to go against the Heat. You know why they got the three seed? Because they won 17 in a row. See how it all fits hand in hand? I'm just they, saying. Well, the, while you're discrediting the seed, it, you're right. while you're discrediting their wins, 
They won those games to get to the three seed, better than the Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. right? So they get home court advantage through the first round of the playoffs. I yeah, I understand how it works. They I didn't get all limp. that. They didn't limp into the playoffs. So now they have an upper hand going against the Miami uh, Heat team who made the playoffs, a six seed. Right? Has an all world player, a little bit past his prime, but they have a solid team. And now they're continuing their winning ways, just like they did to finish out the regular season. How about that? Look, here's the deal. Far be it for me to be the voice of reason within this party where everybody's just everybody's just happy go lucky. It's all good. It's a party, man. And I'm the guy who raises my hand and says, "Hey, hey, visit from logic here. Let's settle it down." Yeah, hey guys, what do we always say about the Cavs? The Cavs. It's oh, the East is so easy. No man, no wonder they've made it to the final seven straight times. It is just so easy. It's a cakewalk. And then those same people would turn around. And they are just drooling about the Sixers with a 3-1 lead on the Heat. When was it's the last ridiculous. time? Let, let me ask you this. When was the last time the Sixers won a playoff game? Oh, it's been forever, and that's the okay. problem. That's why this is problem. being overrated. That's not the problem. That's the solution. That's the answer. That's what it is. It's been forever, in your words, that they've won a uh, playoff game. Now they're up, time. they're up 3-1, about to win a playoff series. When's the last time they won a playoff series? It's been a while. You better Thank have you. to go back to the Iguodala 76ers. I got a great betting story right, after but, we get done like locking horns here. Right, so what I'm telling you is you keep discrediting everything they do, every step along the way. But the fact of the matter is we don't know when the last time the Sixers won a game, let alone a series. So for a team to have the success that they're having – it's been documented, the process. They have a catchphrase. They have these unbelievable players who are playing out of their mind. They have the rookie of the year and Ben Simmons, triple-double. And you still will not give them yeah. credit for being an NBA no. team. I, no, you won't. no, 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 no. That, that, that's basically I'm, what you're it's doing. It's not as if I'm not giving them credit for being an NBA team. You They've had a very good season. You hate they Philadelphia. They won 52 games. They've had a good season. I All I've said, 52 games and it's is a taken good as if it's just blasphemous, all I've said is you can't be convinced based on their 16-game winning streak where 12 of those wins were against losing teams. Doesn't matter. And then being up 3-1 on the Heat. Against a non-losing team. That is not enough team. for you to be convinced that they are all of a sudden like world beaters. That shouldn't be enough at all. What is enough then? What what should happen? What, what is, I what need it, them what, to get what, to the finals. What will it take for you? Right. I need them to get to the finals. You're a liar. Because I favor them against the Heat. I favor them in the next series against the winner of the Celtics and Bucks. So just getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's not I expect them to get there. You're such a liar. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Because even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you still wouldn't give them credit. I gave them credit. See, you guys have you selective hate hearing. You hate Philadelphia. <laughs> you have selective Philly hearing. Philly fans, stand up. I'm with you. Free Meek. No. No, no. <laughs> I've given them <laughs> free Meek. I got the Meek Mill pop culture question right last week, Ephraim. Were you proud of me with that? No. Anyway. What? So, what? 
No, no, no. I no. have. Let the record show. I have given the Eagles credit. There's nothing you could say about that performance against the Patriots. It was phenomenal. So anyway, you can't take credit moving away from forward, them, even from, though Corey from, Clement wasn't in bounds. Oh, was oh stop it! You want to know what? I'll tell you why the Patriots lost because they had weak competition in the regular season. No, that's untrue. But you go ahead, Ephraim. What so, did you have to so say? So if here? you take this weak Philadelphia team who didn't uh, play anybody to get into the playoffs. Wait, wait, wait. You're putting, can, hey, you're putting hey, words into my mouth. Stop you're talking. Words stop, in my talking mouth. stop talking to me. But you're putting words in my stop mouth that I never to said. Me. They didn't. You said they didn't play anybody. You said they played I losing teams. I said their 16-game winning streak. 12 of those uh, teams were against right. losing teams, right? That's right. So they That's didn't, right. they're not playing anybody. Is that what you're insinuating? I said that their 16-game winning streak is insin- fool's gold. It's right. misleading. It, yes, because they played 12 teams with under 500 records. Yep, that's right. So basically they're not playing anybody, right? Yes. In those final 12 yes, games, it was a favorable streak. Yes. yes, so they weren't playing anybody. Like I said, not putting words in your mouth. Anyway. No, you are. You're putting. I didn't say in the whole 82-game season they never played anybody. I didn't anybody. say that. I said, look, just follow me right now, okay? Okay. Right, so they won 52 you. games, 52 and 30 in the regular season. Yep. In the weak Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. If you just picked Philadelphia up and moved it uh, 3,000 miles west and dropped them in the middle of Nevada or somewhere, they would have been the three seed in the Western Conference as well, besting the Portland Trailblazers, who had 49 and 33. So those 52 wins that – the uh, Philadelphia 76ers had was fifth best in the NBA behind, as we know, 65 from the Rockets, 59 from uh, Toronto, 58 from the Golden State Warriors, and 55 from the Celtics. And then you have the 76ers. That's how, fine. I mean, how is their record? Eastern Conference how teams. is their record less impressive than those uh, previous those top four that I just mentioned? I, that's Do you, what I don't let get. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though, Ephraim. Because you know the Sixers play more Eastern Conference teams being in the East. Duh. Yes, the we Western all know Conference that. Teams do. Let me ask you this. Just regular season. Which was more impressive? The Sixers winning 52 in the East or the Blazers winning 49 in the West? Anytime you can win 50 games in either conference, it's impressive. I don't care what conference you play in. Anytime you can win 52 <laughs> games or 50 games out of an 82-game se- season, that's impressive. That's the benchmark. So it was impressive what the Cavs did this year, getting to 50 wins. You were impressed by the Cavs in the regular season. No, because that's a step back. That's a step down from what they did. But, yeah, winning 50 with with the turmoil that they had, and the turn, they, they replaced the whole team in the middle of the season. Yes, it is impressive that they won 50 games. But it's a step down from what we're used to with LeBron. That's exactly how people are getting off track with this. They're looking at what the Cavs had done before and where they are right now. No, they're looking at LeBron James. And they're looking at the Sixers. They're looking at the Sixers, where they were winning 10 games a couple of years ago, and where they are right now as if the Miami Heat are like the Warriors or something. No, it's, it's not. Ridiculous. It's the fact that they're continuing to win. Like I said before, they don't care whose record is what. When they get to the <laughs> opponent, it doesn't matter. It'll be the same way in the next round. They don't care. The fact that they made it to the playoffs and they're winning in the playoffs is the only uh-huh. thing that matters. That's it. They don't care what okay. the records are. They don't, who cares? 
Right. Well, yeah. North should they? They They're were in the up by thirty on the Cavaliers, and they won by two. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? If you can win by a half a point, you still get the W. Look, man. Are you going to have room in your closet among all the Loyola Chicago swag to put your new Sixers gear in? All I'm saying to you, right, is I never discredit the journey a team goes through to accomplish that's fine. to accomplish yeah. their goals because I know how hard that is, Brian. Okay, I know that's how fine. hard. That's I know fine. how. But here's the thing: you overrate anybody's journey. If they put no, I don't. A, a few wins in a row, you're like, whoa, who cares who it was against? This was a winning streak here. A, they have confidence. A few wins in a row <laughs> to what end, right? To get into the playoffs or to get into the tournament or to get down to the final four? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you oh deserve boy. that. Oh, man. We got the Oscars music off the – is this Oscars or where do they play this music at? When you got to wrap up a speech and all oh, the that, that, that'll be on the it pop, is the Oscars. That'll be on the pop culture quiz later. So, oh really? Okay. Yeah. I got a quiz for you later in the show as well, Lee from Salam. Whatever, I think whatever like you this. want, man. You got yeah, me we'll boiling them heated over here. I know, man. You are ready out of the gate. Yeah, man. Goodness. Because you can't. You you just won't acknowledge anyone's. We'll hard pick work. it up. Don't worry. We'll pick it up. Call in, please. Call in. Give them the number. <laughs> I need to hear other people. Other people with like minds. An intelligent yeah. sports, We need some of these Philly fans that wear their Embiid masks to bed and their Ben Simmons boxers. We need we need them to call in like, oh, yeah, look at the Sixers. They're winning streak. And, yeah, what about it now? No, 3-1 against the Miami Heat. Yeah, 877-99 on Fox if you want to weigh in on that. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com. For a free rate quote. Coming up next. Hopefully I put a smile on your face, Ephraim, with a Uh, good betting story. I hope so. Yeah. And also this, sobering results. It's Brian No Andy from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No Andy from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. For the best NFL draft coverage, tune into Fox Sports Radio. Be this Thursday. You have Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Spielman, Kurt Menefee. They'll broadcast live from the site of the draft within AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, throughout the entire first round. Jay Glazer, the last three years, has correctly predicted every single first round pick. Maybe because they're telling him who they're picking. Can he do it again this year and go 32 for 32? Listen Thursday night on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific to hear the very best NFL draft coverage on the radio during the entire first round of the NFL draft. You looking forward to the draft? Uh, yeah, I am. I can't wait. Man. I always love, you know, for kids to be able to, you know, experience the thing that they've been working for their whole life. You know, anytime you can accomplish a dream and have that type of success, it's, 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 it's nothing like it, man. It's nothing like it in the world. Yeah. Who do you think is going number one? I have no idea. <laughs> Browns Wait. have been uh, tight-lipped here. I have no know? idea. Who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think is going to have the worst day? Team-wise, uh, no, like player-wise. Player like, no, you know, the I don't want to just oh, stuck, stuck in the green room. Yeah, or I don't want to do that because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to wish that on anybody. So I wouldn't want to put that out there prior to it happening. Now I can talk about it while it's happening, 
but I don't want to, you know, say a name and the guy's sitting in there and it, it really happens and, you know, I'm not going to hate on him like that. So that said, Baker Mayfield? <laughs> yeah. But why are you, why are you It's bull? just a prediction. It doesn't mean you want it to come true. I, don't, I think he's going to go higher than people think. Baker? Well, a lot of people think he's going high anyway, but I think he's going to go higher than the naysayers think. I predict really? he'll be high yeah. while he's at the draft. Come on, man. This kid, <laughs> you guys are acting like this kid is I, like. Man, he burned my team. So I Oh, mean, so you're just being hateful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm coming with that fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> turn turn your mic off. Do you believe in Baker Mayfield in the NFL, Ephraim? Um, he has to prove it to me. He's one of those players that fit into that. You have to prove it. Johnny Manziel fit into that category. You have to prove it to me. Yeah, you have talent, but you have to prove that, you know, other guys you give leeway, right? It's just his antics, his personality, all of those things in the past have led to guys struggling. I mean, we heard, we talked about it last week. On this show, when yeah, what Ryan Leaf Ryan said, Leaf about him. said he reminds me of me, mm-hmm. and we see how that that worked out. So he has to prove it to me. If he gets to the right team, the right situation, not quite sure if Cleveland is that situation that he <laughs> wants to be in, and he can learn and adjust to NFL life, then I think he'll be fine. But if he if he has too much on his plate too soon, it can have an adverse effect. He's going to be a bust. No. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield at all. Just like the I'm not rooting for it to happen. Just like the 76ers, I'm right? Not ro- bust. I'm not rooting for it to happen. Lucky. I'm just saying I'm not convinced that the Sixers are world beaters after they beat 12 losing teams okay. and are you, up 3-1 on the heat. Sorry. You know I'll th- be a little I, bit I, late to the party. I on think that we've one. heard enough from you on, on the topic. How about we go to John in Arizona and, and see what he says about the 76ers. John, what do you got for us? Hey, yeah, how's it going? Good. Here in Arizona. Not particularly a Sixers fan, of course, but I think that's the best story in NBA history. The fact that uh, they said that they're going to tank and they are following the process. They just had first-round draft picks and the injuries occurred. It's a great story, man. I think everyone should be following it. I agree with that. Do you the think- best story in NBA history? <laughs> That's where we're going with the Sixers up three one on the I, Miami. I, mean, Heat. I wouldn't go that far. Are you serious? But I would say this is a tremendous story because this process has been happening for quite some time—about six, seven years—and now this is the end. This is where the process pays out, and they're doing exactly what they hope to do. How can you ignore that? Because they're up on the Heat. It That's doesn't matter. How. Thanks, John. Appreciate that call, John. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter it if they're does. up on the Heat. Well, okay, what if they were, you know, the eighth seed and they were up on Toronto like this? Would it, would it be different? They're not. I yes, of course it would, would be. If they're the eighth seed and they were up on a one seed, of course it would be different. It's the same team. They just were good You're enough. You're telling to, me it's as they impressive. Were just, they were good enough to be the third seed. And now you want to strip that away from them because you don't like the people that they beat. What? It's ridiculous. Look, just, it takes a little bit more. You were just talking about not being convinced about Baker Mayfield, and that's fine. I get all that. It has nothing but to do with these two. You want to throw me off a different. bridge by me saying, I'm not convinced on the Sixers just yet. Yeah, they're up on the they're, heat. They're still winning. And they so, beat a bunch of losing teams. Yeah, so but every, real proud of them. Everybody, you, everybody they play, you keep making 
putting asterisks by the team. Oh, that's just the heat. Yeah, but we're in the playoffs. So what are you talking about is just the heat? At the end of the season. It's oh, just the heat. That's what I'm talking about. They didn't play <laughs> anybody. Just... Well, they beat the Cavaliers. Oh, they were up by 30. Or oh, well, they only won by two. So every time they accomplish something, you have something negative to say about it. And is that I'm not accurate? I'm just telling you. You're taking it as if it's blasphemy. And I'm sitting here saying no, I'm not, I'm not going to be thoroughly impressed with who they've beaten. Philadelphia. How is that unreasonable? Philadelphia. It's Brian not unreasonable no, at all. Brian No hates Philadelphia. I'm just going to put I it don't, out there. I don't. I'm just reasonable when it comes to those teams. Hated By the, the way, Eagles. I do have some thoughts on Nick hey. Fools later in the program, which uh, I'm sure you will lump in with Philadelphia in this. I don't know. Uh, did you get – were you dating a girl from Philadelphia? Did she do – <laughs> let's get to the bottom of this. Were you dating someone from Philadelphia and she broke your heart? No. Is that what it no. was? Were you at a game no. or something and she she was like uh, – I just don't want to be with you anymore. And she left them. Or maybe, oh, maybe she left you for an athlete in, who played in Philadelphia. No. That, these that are always, all uh, incorrect theories. That always gets never guys. Happen. Nick it's Foles. not true. That always, <laughs> <laughs> that always gets guys, man. When they, they hate a team or a city so much because they got their heart broken by somebody from there. I get it. I understand, man. It makes sense no, now. No, it's, it's it actually not now. what happened, but it's a good theory. It's a good attempt by you. Okay, we got to get to another NBA team. No, there's nothing personal. There's nothing personal whatsoever when it comes to that. Sounds like it. Nothing at all. There's nothing. Like, here's the thing. What's funny to me is my take on the Sixers, and I've just said I'm not convinced with them beating a bunch of losing teams down the stretch of the regular season and being up 3-1 to on the Heat that they're the real deal this season. That is non-emotional. But it's being met with way more emotion. So it's funny to me that my lack of emotion in just assessing them is made out to be emotional by the people who are actually more emotional when it turns out. No, we're not emotional. We're just, I'm, I'm speaking facts and you're meeting it with circumstance and hullabaloo. I, I, I'm speaking facts as well. No, you're not speaking facts. I'm sp- fact. They beat 12 teams with losing records fact. within that 16-game winning streak. They beat Cleveland. Okay, that's a fact, too. Absolutely. Fact. They're beating Miami, winning record. Right. They're beating them three out of four games so far, winning record. Right. Yeah, 44 and 38. Doesn't the Miami matter. Heat. Winning record. That's what we're talking they're bas- about. They're basically beating Jordan in the 96 Bulls it out there. It doesn't matter. You're right. I'm, I should be uh, Guess taking what? them. They beat the Timberwolves, winning record. You're such a hater. Oh, wow. The right? T-Wolves. It doesn't Ooh. matter. They're in the playoffs right now. What are you talking if about? They, Guess if what? If they beat, they beat the 12 Bucks. teams with winning records Guess within what? those 16 games, they beat the I would Bucks. be singing a different tune. They beat the Bucks. Oh, wow. They beat the Bucks. Let me. All I'm trying to do. Let me rethink this whole thing. Is tell you the teams that they're be- they beat in their, their winning streak. And every time I say a team with a winning record, actually a team in the playoffs, you give me uh-huh. hullabaloo. Uh huh. I'm just giving you facts as well, my man. Those aren't facts. You know facts. who else gives us facts? Those aren't facts. Those aren't facts. That's you know a- who else gives us nothing but facts, Ephraim? Oh, yeah, I just knew today was going to be like this with you. Steve DeSager gives us nothing but facts. <laughs> Most days. And he's are with like us that, right with now. Yeah. I think Ephraim, by the way, just hey, came up with whoa, the new name whoa, of the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up for a second, Steve. <laughs> that was a. Just like cloak of night, cheap shot right there, and you just tried to speed right through I'm, it. Like I'm with what you was on, that? What most people feel that way? With, I, what do you mean by that, Steve? I, I'm with you on a lot of the Philly stuff, except when you say 
Nick fools because that makes it unnecessarily personal. Thank and then you. people like him think he's just, that it he's is not personal. A, Thank he's you. not a franchise quarterback. That's all. It's just okay. a catchy way for me to you let you say remember that, that without insulting him right. personally. That's all I'm he saying. He takes it to a third grade level. Speaking as an objective <laughs> observer here. More successful than Dan Marino, by the way. Anyway, the name of the show that's should untrue. be Circumstance and Hullabaloo. I think that's what he just came up with. I Someday, believe it should be. They're, na- they're calling the show that. The Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way, are leading the top seeded Houston Rockets right now, 46 36. Four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Later tonight, it's Oklahoma City at Utah. And how about the shooting at New Orleans today? The Pelicans with a four-game sweep of Portland. The final Mm. score was 131-123. It was Anthony Davis, 15 of 24 from the floor. Drew Holiday, 15 of 23. And in the loss, C.J. McCollum of Portland, 15 of 22. Davis finished with 47 points, Holiday 41 in the win. McCollum's season is over after a 38-point effort. Meanwhile, Philadelphia three-seed in the East beats Miami 106-102. Three games to one series lead. Joel Embiid, 2 of 11 shooting from the floor. Eight turnovers today. He did have 12 rebounds. Yes, triple-double for Ben Simmons, seven turnovers as well. Philly had 26 turnovers and still won a close game at Miami as the Heat were awful from the foul line. It's a winning formula right there. Let's turn it over 26 (laughs) times and see what happens against better competition. Good formula. They're going to go far. In the NHL, overtime win for Washington. They're up three games to two on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And top seed in the East, Tampa Bay wins its series in five, eliminating New Jersey. Toronto at Boston is underway, and it's already Maple Leafs one nothing early. To Major League Baseball, the Yankees and Detroit each one. Cleveland's Mike Clevenger with a complete game, two-hitter, 4 nothing at Baltimore. Wins for St. Louis and Philadelphia. Currently, the Mets are scoreless at Atlanta. It's bottom of the fifth, and Jacob deGrom is throwing a no-hitter with seven strikeouts with two outs bottom of the fifth right now. NASCAR's 500 at Richmond on Fox TV right now. The race tonight, not tomorrow. Kurt Busch is in the lead. They're past the halfway point. Back to you. That's Brian, though. Annie from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'll tell you what, man. Sobering results for the Blazers in the playoffs. My goodness, they had the third best record in the West and get absolutely dump-trucked by the Pelicans. Get swept. They didn't even get a game, man. It's not like that happened against the Warriors or the Rockets. It was against the Pelicans, from. You think about where they are in the pecking order after that happens, it's like, holy cow, we got to do more than just go back to the drawing board here. So do you think the Pelicans deserve to have won that game? Deserve to have won that game? Yeah, I mean, did, did they beat a legitimate team? Like, I, I don't know. I can't – I don't know what the barometer is for you uh, for a team that has success, at, you know, versus being lucky or they haven't earned it. So I just they, – they, they swept a team, okay. and they smacked them around in Game 3, especially. Okay. They, they had their way with them. So, they, they so this do was a, deserve... a Pelicans team that, yeah, absolutely, oh, okay. they crushed good, them. Good, good. Yes, I, I agree. I agree with you. Yes. Yes, they crushed Why them. Why are you taking things so personally? I'm, I'm not. Why? Because I just don't you know. You are. You I get don't... so bent out of shape because I'm not convinced that the Sixers are world beaters because of what they've done. I'm talking about the Blazers, and you've turned it into the Sixers somehow. No, I just 
you know, I didn't know if you were coming at an angle like the Pelicans swept the Blazers, but they didn't win 50 games. They only won 49. It, it's just the Blazers. I didn't know if that was what we were doing with this team. I just want to be, just want to be on the same page. No, Anthony Davis was tremendous. You got playoff Rondo. There were a lot of good performances by the Pelicans. Remember, so uh, to smack around the Blazers like that, absolutely, that was legitimate, more than legit. The beginning of the playoffs last week, we were talking about, and you were like, "What does Anthony Davis have to do to, you know, for them to win this series?" And I said, "He has to average at least thirty-four a game." Well, that's been done. It's killing, unbelievable. You cannot stop this man. Like he, he's literally all over the floor. Watching him play is. It's a breath of fresh air because he's not one of the guys like me, 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 or they don't even, people don't even talk about him. People don't even talk about him as being one of the top five best players in the league. He's not even in that conversation. And the fact that he's quietly led this New Orleans team to a first round sweep. I mean, the last time they won a series was in 2008, I believe, when Chris Paul and um, David West were there. Oh, man. Great right? pick-and-roll combo. So they were the, fantastic. The fact that this year Anthony Davis wins his first playoff game and his first playoff series in a sweep, I mean, it's unbelievable. They're dangerous. I don't think they even were the Pelicans. When did they become no, the they Pelicans? No, they weren't the Pelicans. <laughs> the, the, the Pelicans had never, ever won a playoff series, ever. <laughs> the Pelicans have never won a playoff game until this year. Right? So just the fact that He's been able – they lost uh, Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, and it just opened the floor up for him. It allowed them to have tremendous spacing. When you have two seven-footers, two extremely skilled seven-footers in the game, the floor is 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 clogged in. It's no more driving and kick. you got two seven-foot bodies in there. But DeMarcus Cousins going down allowed them to truly play through Anthony Davis and spread the court. And Moore was able to get his shot off. Rondo is tremendous. Rondo is the best point guard in the game in terms of in the playoffs right now. He's playing the best out of uh, out of anybody aside from uh, the rookie kid up in 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 um, in Utah. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, tremendous lights out. Ben Simmons is balling. Chris Paul is getting it done. But in that in that series with another key point guard on Portland and Damian Lillard, uh, Rajon Rondo was the best point guard. In this series, and Anthony Davis was by far the best player on the court. Um, we've got Mike in Los Angeles. Now, did we hear from Mike in Los Angeles last week? Was this the guy with Embiid underwear? <laughs> Mike, what do you have? What's on your mind, man? Yeah, I was driving around, uh, heading back from uh, work, and uh, I had to call you out again, once again. I'm a Laker fan, so Uh-oh. I have no dog in the fight in terms of the Sixers. But I think your notion that what the Sixers are, are doing is – not that impressive. It's completely asinine, ridiculous. If you look why? at why, why do done, you consider it really impressive? They beat twelve teams with losing records. Is that actually I do? When you factor in, they didn't have Joel Embiid. They're a young team who's never done it before. Ben Simmons mm. was was is just a rookie in terms of you know I know he's drafted last year, but he didn't play. Mm. And when you see what they're doing, and as opposed to all all you uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, front runners, and they're struggling to beat the Pacers. So when you take into factor that. The Heat are actually a good team. Uh, they had a lot of injuries. They they got a great coach in Eric Spolstra. So what they're doing at being up 3-1 is actually very impressive. So they're going to be wow. – I, I don't even think they're going to um, 
I thought they would. So make that, it out would of it the be really impressive final? if the Cavs were up three one if they were the team playing the Heat, or would we yawn and say well, how did they lose that one game? This is a young Sixers team who's never done it before. Of course not, because the, the Cavs have been in the finals three years previously. So I think to me the Sixers are the best team in the East. They're going to be in the finals, and mm. whoever they play with a healthy Joel Embiid, you see how dominant they are. They're, they're going to give them a run for their money. So I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be they're going to be the, the underdogs, but I'm not going to be surprised if they win the championship because you're underestimating to me right now. Embiid and Simmons are the two best duo. In I, the you league sound like Curry you're does. a diehard Sixers fan. How can you just fan, be a Lakers fan? No, he gets <laughs> to the Lakers game sound fan. like you are. You he's got Sixers ink all over you. He's like a you're basketball just, fan. What they're doing right now, man. And Thank when you. you look at a team like my Lakers, who can't even make the playoffs, which makes it even more impressive what the Sixers are doing. So oh, that's why gosh. I'm riding with them, and I think wow. they're going to be in the in the finals this year. Book it. Thank well, you, Mike. I'll give them credit if they get to the finals. That's you, basically the only way I give them credit <laughs> Mike, if they get to the finals. That's what we call Mike just read you, all right? He just read really because he, yeah, he sounded yeah. like a fanboy no, who's geeking out on no. the Sixers. Yeah, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are fantastic players. I like their team. I'm just not going to be sold you don't have that to. they're the real deal based yeah. on a Fugazi winning streak at the end of the season and being up 3-1 on the Heat as if they're anything. It's hard to it's hard to Fugazi your way through 16 wins, man. That's hard to do. You can't. I don't, if I don't it's care against... who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, you I, should it, care. That's the problem. You, you never care. You're like, who cares? Could be bottom feeders. I don't care. As long as they have a winning streak, I'm impressed. Well, we'll see how this thing rolls out. I mean, at the end of the day, we will see how it ends up. So either you're extremely Hey, how about the Blazers? Off. The Blazers had a long winning streak this season. Yeah, they were. They were forty they were forty nine and thirty three. They, they went up uh, against a they went up against a better team. The Pelicans were a better uh, team with a better player, a better all star player. That's no okay. it's no problem. Look, the the Pelicans deserve to win that series. They came right out in uh, Portland and punched them in the mouth those first two games, and Portland could not recover. They could not recover when they got to New Orleans. It was just, we're just going to finish this up. They get some time to rest now, and, and you know, their series will be up before anybody else's. There'll be, it'll be time to play because Golden State's going to sweep San Antonio, right? They play tomorrow. That'll yeah, be over. Yeah. So they'll, it's over. what, Wednesday we'll start that second round? I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be – and you know what? It's not going to be easy for all the Golden State fans out there. It's not going to be easy. The New Orleans Pelicans have found a chemistry. Everybody's playing their position, their role, and the fact that no matter what, there's nobody on Golden State that can guard Anthony Davis. It's not. Yeah. And the fact that Rondo has the ability – I hope Steph Curry's back. <laughs> they better hope Steph Curry's back because mm-hmm. if not – they're going to have their hands full in that series. They just beat them at the end of the se- uh, a couple games before the end. Um, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't ma- matter. I know, I know, I know. To you, it doesn't matter, but to them, it doesn't. To them, it does. It doesn't matter. It's like they're just trying to limp to the playoffs and not get injured. That's all that was happening. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, the NFL's new trendy team will not live up to the hype. We'll let you know who that is. It's Brian Noeni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noeni from Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio, we're coming to you from the Geico Studios. So we've got a, a new trendy NFL team. Now I would argue this is the the most trendy. We might have a couple leave from as we typically do. I think the 49ers are the trendy pick 
to do something of great note in this 2018 NFL season. I just don't see him being that good. This is from ESPN. They had a column out, and it was talking about the predictions because the NFL schedule came out a couple of days ago on Thursday. And so the prediction for the 49ers by Nick Wagner is 10-6. and And he talks about them going 5-0 and down the stretch and Garoppolo and yada yada. 10 wins, Ephraim? You look at that roster, that is not a 10-win team. It's just they had a nice close to the 2018 season. They're not there yet, man. They haven't arrived to that degree, no. Yeah, but they have a favorable schedule. So, you know, that's – they have enough talent, and they've showed enough – with Jimmy Garoppolo and the things that they're doing this offseason to warrant that. Yeah, and of course they're going to be the sexy pick because Jimmy Garoppolo came in, changed the culture of the team. They're on a winning streak right now, and the things they've done so far in free agency has lent them to being better than they were this year. So You see I, 10 wins from them? Yeah, I can give them 10 wins. Oh, dude, they're not close to 10 wins. Okay, well, let's look at the, the division, uh-huh. right? Cardinals? You get David uh, David Johnson back. Missed him all last season. Seattle? Those teams, are going, the, back with those the, teams are going the, the other way. Players. So now it's They're the Rams. The way, we know what the Rams are doing. The, the Rams are getting better, right? So The you, Rams are a tough team. Yeah, they're getting better. So in that division, which San Francisco came in last at 6-10. and 10, That's right. They have leapfrogged Arizona and Seattle. So why not 10 wins? I don't know that they've leapfrogged either team. Well, first of all, Seattle has no offensive line. They have one good offensive lineman, right? They don't have a running back. They've had that for years. (laughs) And Russell Wilson's still dynamic. Yeah, but that doesn't defeat the, the, the point that their defense is what saved them for this run that they've been having. They no longer have that, right? They no longer have that defense to fall back on. So now that added pressure onto Russell Wilson with no offensive line, no running game, and no one to stop the other a te- team from scoring points. Right. That doesn't okay, bode fine. that doesn't bode well for them. So if you they went nine and seven. See, I don't win nine and seven. Arizona was eight and eight. You right. don't think the San Francisco 49ers can be one game better than Seattle was last year? I think it's possible, but I think that they're probably going to split. If you're just looking at, from the 49ers' perspective, these six games within their division, right? I would look at them probably losing both to the Rams. I think they'll win, I think they'll win one. I think, okay. I think the Rams are Best the team that will split with them. Yeah. Wow, so they're going to get one from the Rams. Yeah. I see them best-case scenario splitting with both the Cardinals and Seahawks. I don't see them sweeping either team. Yeah, I would have them sweeping Arizona. I would have them sweeping Goodness. Seattle and winning one yes, against got, the Rams. You got them five and one in their division. Look, man, all I'm telling you is what I see. They have a favorable schedule. Wow. Within that division, they'll be the second best team in that division. Wow. So that, to They're me, be- equates 10-plus wins. Wow. If they are 5 and 1 in their division, name your price, dude. <laughs> <laughs> name your price. <laughs> they are not going 5 and 1 in that. That they're not there yet. Man. We'll see. You've they're been wrong before. 
Yeah, that's true. So have you. <laughs> Coming up next from the Geico Studios, the NBA team that's currently the anti-Des Bryant. We'll explain next. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Just a little sports talk with my best friend, Ephraim Salam. you know? <laughs> yeah. I love we you, man. We have different perspectives. It's okay, you know? Bro hugs all around. Hey, man, different point of view. We all have- Separate from mine, but it's all love here. Yeah, like, man, we all have that friend. That's our show in a nutshell. We all have that friend who doesn't really know what he's talking about, but we like him because he's cool. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. brings the drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. So we let him just spew nonsense. You're that guy for us. Oh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Here's the thing, big fella. Like, Gavin cut up. I didn't even realize the ridiculousness. These Sixer fans, some of these, not every Sixer fan is ridiculous, but the ones that think they're world beaters because they had a little winning streak at the end of the season and they're up 3-1 on the heat, they'll sneak in all of these ridiculous things. And if you're not paying close attention, you'll miss some of them. Gavin, our producer, literally played me back. Mike, a.k.a. Laker fan who is adopting the Sixers and sounds like a Sixers fanboy. <laughs> Listen to one of these little subtle predictions within all of the predic- predictions. Check this out. This was in the first hour of the show. I mean, the Sixers are the best team in the East. They're going to be in the finals, and mm. whoever they play with a healthy Joel Embiid, you see how dominant they are. They're going to give them a run for their money, so I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be. They're going to be the, the underdogs, but I'm not going to be surprised if they win the championship because you're underestimating. To me, right now, Embiid and Simmons are the two best duo. Thank you. When you look at. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? You wouldn't be surprised if they won it all. Yeah. That was, what? That was aggressive. That was aggressive, and I didn't even catch it. Yeah, he was fast. He was quick with that. Oh. Dude, please tell me you think that's a bit much. It is please. a bit much. And okay. don't get me wrong. Like, you're approaching Goodness. me like I'm saying that the 76ers are the best team on the planet Earth. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they're young, they're talented. Sure. But I am not taking credit away from the success that they've had and the things that they've accomplished this year. I will. I refuse to do that to a team, especially if that team comes out in the playoffs and asserts itself. And is performing well. Like I'm not going to say that they're it's lucky or they haven't played anyone or I like I, w- I won't do that. I won't discredit what they've done. By the way, but I'm not discrediting anything. It, it, you I'm really are. Saying, I don't know if you. I don't know if you no, can hear yourself. It's not but you really are. Me to say, oh, they've arrived. They're the real deal. It's going to take more than that. Do you have that that schedule ready, Gavin? The oh. teams that they beat the 16 game winning streak. Yeah. I got it right here. Uh, we went over this already. Yeah, but let's just hear uh, with we a little more. We it again. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks. Mm. <laughs> the the Tinkerbells? I don't know what that is. Uh, the Nets, the Ooh. Hornets, the, the Grizzlies, Tough. the Orlando Magic, Timberwolves. They slapped the floors like Duke. Tough defense. Funny. Timberwolves. Nuggets. Knicks. Good team. Hawks. Terrible team. Hawks. Horrible team. Hornets. Bad again. Nets. Awful. <laughs> Pistons. Bad. The Cavaliers. Mavericks. Terrible. Mavericks. Awful. Hawks. Awful. And the Bucks. Somewhat okay. And they gave you up got a bunch okay. of awfuls and a couple of playoff teams. And they gave up over 100 points in almost all those games, by the way. So. 
That's your juggernaut 76ers. Didn't say juggernaut. What I said is they deserve to be where they are. They deserve to be the three seed in the, in the East. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You didn't agree with that. <laughs> how how could I not? You were how, adamantly how can I against, dispute that they, they you were should adamantly be? Against how can I them? say they shouldn't be the three seed? And anyone how, who, how? And any anyone who says that they deserve to be there, you immediately go to why no. they only beat they twelve teams out of sixteen were terrible. Like you immediately go there. Like yeah. you, that's where you that's where you go to. And and then now even in the playoffs, after taking a three one lead in the first round against another playoff team, you're right. still under the assumption they're not playing anybody. It's just the Heat. Oh, who by Look, the way are in the playoffs. Here's the thing. That's the only thing. Here's the and we can move on here's from the, that. I'll just close no, it off no, with that. Listen to this. You don't get listen to talk to anymore. Let's move no, on to the next no, topic. It doesn't work like oh, that. Sorry. Here's the thing. <laughs> so Des Bryant, you got to be careful with comparisons. I love comparisons. I think they can help quite a lot, but there are times where it, it can get you off track. People are falling into the same sort of trap for a completely opposite reason when it comes to Des Bryant and when it comes to the Sixers. So if you look at Des Bryant, they'll look and say, well, Des Bryant used to be a lot better, therefore he kind of stinks right now. And it's like, no, no, he doesn't stink. He's just not what he was. you got to look at what he is, not just compare it to what he was. It's the same concept with the Sixers and why they're being overrated right now is they're looking at the Sixers for what they were when they were bottoming out, when they were tanking, when they were winning 10 games two seasons ago. They compare the Sixers now to that. And that's how people are getting off track with overrating just how good they supposedly are. You've got to look at what they are, not just what they used to be. That makes no sense, but thanks. I appreciate that. How? It only how works, does that not it make only any works sense? when the person goes from good to bad. It doesn't work the other way. It makes no sense from going bad to good. You can't you don't look at it like that. Absolutely yeah, they were bad. Yeah, they were bad. And now they're not. That's why they're being overrated That's right now. That's not how you get overrated. That's yeah, not it how is. that happens. Absolutely it is. You tell me Here. the 49ers, they're not overrated right now? They're the trendy team. You tell how about this? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was horrible, got to 9 and 7 last year. They were a trendy Super Bowl pick. Why? Cuz they went from bad to good. And then what happened? They fell on their faces and did nothing. That's the way it, it works both ways. Were you kidding me? No, like it only works one way. It works both ways absolutely. No, you don't compare a team. You're saying they're comparing them to what they were. Yeah. They were terrible and now they're not. Of course you can compare a bad team. It's called the process. It's called progression. Yeah, we used, two years ago we won 10 games. We won 52 this year. How do you you of course you compare that? But as a player, mm-hmm. you don't okay. say. Well, we you can don't, compare it now. You don't say. No, I'm saying you don't say. Yeah, five years ago he was great, and now he's not. Yeah, we know sure that's going to happen. Yeah, but we know that's yeah. going to happen. We know that's going to happen. That's what happens when a player gets older. He's not fast as he used to be. He's not as quick. Hands aren't the same. Yeah, but when you're going the other, when you're going up, when you're progressing and you're getting better. It's different. You're going down and you're going up, so you have two different type of arguments. Everybody wants to go up, but once you get older, you don't get better as you get older, especially in sports. Once you reach Look, your man, peak, once you reach your peak. The thing is, the common thread is comparisons. 
Okay? Right. You can get off track with your analysis by getting so hung up on a certain comparison. Like, have you ever done this? Have you ever, uh, I don't know if it's a good way to do it, but um, if you, in your dating life, right? If you had a, a horrible girlfriend and she was just crazy, right? I've had one. And then, I have, I've had some of those. Okay. And then you have a new girlfriend and she's less crazy. Mm-hmm. Your takeaway might be like, she's totally sane. No, no, no. She's not. She's just less crazy than the other girl was, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I you can get I, off track with your comparisons. That wasn't a good comparison because in dating, it's different. Right? You'd be like, hey, this girl's crazy. She busts my windows out and slashed my tires. <laughs> oh, but my new girlfriend, uh, she just slashed my tires. So she's, I'll keep, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in relationships. Sorry, you failed on that one. But sure, it does. It I, no, it doesn't. Come on, man. Does. Look, get out man, of here. First of all, if both the girls you've dated, if both the girls this, you've dated, you're like, you got stock in the Sixers or if what? Both the it's girls like you, you got dated, upset that I belittled your little Sixers and their piddly winning streak and they're, they're not, being up on a, a Heat team that isn't anything to write home about. And now you're just pissed and everything sucks. That's just you in a nutshell tonight. First of all, they're not my Sixers. Not a 76er fan. Never have been. You know my team. Everyone who's listening knows my team. I'm a Laker fan, but I'm also a realist, and I'm, I, I love sports. So if a team is doing something and having a success doing it, then, yes, they deserve they deserve a kudos. Yes. They deserve what they're, they're getting, and that's what you failed to realize. Uh, no, they don't. If people are talking about them not being a surprise if they win it all, we had a guy call say, in the first that. hour literally saying, that's what some people are talking about. Yeah, okay. That's what they're saying about them. And it's so far over the top, it's not even funny. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. So why are you getting all bent out of shape? I'm not saying that. We're having a conversation. We're not talking to Mike anymore. You're talking to me. So why? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, look, you can't discount what they did at the end of the regular season. I absolutely because can. They it's beat propelled. the Nets a couple of times. Can I Hawks finish a, a thought? Who cares what Can they I did? finish? Please. I'll let you have a whole soliloquy, and I just want to get something out. All I'm saying is you can't discredit what they did at the end of the season because it's propelled them to having success oh, in the first gosh. round of the playoffs. That's it. It has. Not a, it not, has not a Sixer fan, any of that. I just can appreciate the work that they've done from it's, two it's years ago. It's not about it. It's just, it's not about their winning streak at the end of the season. It has nothing to do with Dwayne Wade missing a critical free throw at the end of the game today. It has nothing to do with the 16-game winning streak against the Nets, Hawks, and Knicks. Okay, so... It doesn't. And the Cavaliers. Yeah, you throw in and a couple Milwaukee, of good teams. And Milwaukee. Right. Okay, but they beat them all. But anyway, let's break the. Let's talk about the game, the actual game. It it to me, it looked like they were almost point shaving the way they were throwing the ball away. How many turnovers did they have? Twenty six, twenty eight turnovers. It was unbelievable. The fact that they were able to still win with that many turnovers, I was like, ugh. It was it ugly. shows you. It was an right. ugly, ugly game uh, by the seventy sixers, and it shows you the quality of their competition. Bottom line. That's what it shows. 27 turnovers. It's hard to win an NBA game with 27 turnovers. That's right. On the road. But guess what? They did. So, And that should tell you something about the Miami Heat, not just the 76ers. Well, the Heat were 26-15 at home. That's one of the uh, uh, top five NBA home records. So what? 
I, I don't get mm. I don't. You're just saying mm. stuff. You're not even. Yeah, they were 26 and 15 at home. Oh, oh. I mean, gosh, against the likes of. It what, doesn't matter who the. The, the magic you can. There you, yeah, you're right. Magic. Oh, hoof. Sons. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I Again, Miami Heat are the Globetrotters now. It's my bad. They're the 96 Bulls. I should shame who, on you. Who said that? For not giving the Sixers the just rewards, the mm-hmm. props that they deserve. No, I didn't It's Brian No Indy from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next. The history or the future for this player and his team. It's on the way. It's Brian No E from Salam. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Papa Bear said something. Our technical producer slash board op. I like board op, but I, I guess it's outdated, whatever. Yeah, politically incorrect in this day and age. Call me your African king. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That goes for me, too. That's awesome. He's trying to get me to see the movie Black Panther, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, hit it. Yeah, yeah. Hit it. Gee, hit the drop. I, yeah, I can't imagine uh, why. Hit the drop. Where's the drop? Racist. There it is. Look, <laughs> got the music back on, too. Racist. I, I haven't made it out. Th- I went to go see a movie last night. And I told the lovely Christina, I was like, I'm going to have to hear from Papa Bear because it wasn't Black Panther, and I'm going to have to hear him call me a racist. What did you go see? Tomorrow. It was uh, A Quiet Place. Racist. That's pretty good. <laughs> did you see that movie? Yeah, it was good. You liked it? I did like it. I thought it was a different uh, different take on horror. I mean, the first, what, 35 minutes of the movie was no dialogue. I thought that was right. dope. Yeah, completely quiet. Thought that was dope. It was all right. She liked it. It was okay. Pretty good. Not bad. But anyway, of course, first commercial break of this show tonight, Papa Bear asks me, he said, did you go see Black Panther? And I said, no, I didn't make it. And I told him the same thing I just told you. And he was like, well, did you stop by Starbucks on the way home too? <laughs> he did. He told me he loved Starbucks. He told me he has stock in it now. Yeah, I'm done with Starbucks. So I, well, yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I asked him, I was like, what's something incredibly white to do? Because I knew what he was insinuating, mm-hmm. you know? And he was like, I don't know, like drink Mountain Dew? And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You tell me black people don't drink Mountain Dew? And Papa Bear was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Ephraim Salam, do you sign off on this? Yeah, I don't drink Mountain Dew, man. But, okay, not you, but black people in general. Very few no brothers, love for the dew? But it's very few brothers you see walking around drinking a Mountain Dew. Exactly. We don't like, drink Mountain Dew. It just doesn't, <laughs> just don't, you know. We hey, don't watch hockey either. Mountain Dew. <laughs> hey, hey bro, I mean, that's a fair there? point. I can't, I can't say off the top of my head I've seen it a whole lot. Is there any? Has your one black friend come over to your house and ask you for some Mountain wait, Dew? Wait a minute. What? There's some what insinuations happened? here. <laughs> I didn't say. What, what happened? What? What are you talking about? I say drink? something about your Sixers and how they're, they're beating mine. teams that are tanking and intentionally trying to lose, and it isn't captivating to me. And all of a sudden, it's cheap shot city. Right. It's unbelievable with you. Look here, man. The fact that you're arguing a point that you, 
we can't the people on this side of the argument won't be able to win unless the 76ers win the championship because each way no, along, no. each round each no. round they 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 go through it's always going to be a reason why no no that's untrue if they beat, I told you. if they have to beat this if they get to the next round and they beat the Celtics Right? What's the first thing you're going to say? Oh, well, their two best players were hurt. Absolutely. I've okay. told you they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. I favored them to get there. They should be there. Okay. All right. So. The only way I'll be like, wow, you know what? This but you is know the Cleveland impressive. Cavaliers won't be there, though. So if they beat. You sure about that? Yeah, man. That's, they, they're not going to make it out of the first round. Wow. They're in trouble. Let's get on to that game. All right, right. Let's, well, that's, let's, let's leave this behind series. and get on to that series because we got to circle back because the people want to check in on the Sixers. Right. We got to hear from some fanboys here, but that's where I wanted to go next. The future of the Cavs. They're down two one. Let's not overreact. No, we're not overreacting. It's just how they're down two one and what's transpiring. So it's not just the it's it's not just the the number of games that they're down or the number of games that they've lost. It's how they lost and it. That's the whole point, right? So the point is when you watch a team and you see they get bested, you know, Indiana came out and and punched Cleveland in the mouth right off the bat. They came out and they were like, look, we don't care. We're punching them in the mouth. And what happened was Cleveland responded, right? Okay, Cleveland responded. They go up by a zillion. LeBron James was out of his mind. And then they faltered, and they end up pulling the game out by three points. So they did everything right and still managed to only win by three. And then you go to game three, and they get beat again. And so now it's, you know, it's the, the it's shifting, right? It, it's shifting. It's not. It's not shifting. It's not, Look, man, Bogdanovich went off for, what, 30 points? He's locking down LeBron. Unless you think Bogdanovich is going to be that version going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers don't win another game in this series. You got, you got Stevenson popping off at the mouth saying, the Cavs will panic if they're down 3-1. to one. That's Pacers-type stuff right there. It's, it's being giddy. It's like, oh, gosh, we got a 2-1 lead, and watch what happens. They're going to whiz right down their legs. Guaranteed. No, I don't, I don't and this is what that. people the trap people fall into is like, oh gosh, the Sixers, the favorite team, they're on the ropes. You watch what a championship caliber team does they when they're up against the ropes. They don't have a championship caliber team. That's the point. They have they, they've a got championship a championship caliber, caliber player. best player in LeBron James, the yes, best player in the league. But they don't have a championship caliber they team. They don't need one against the Pacers. Oh That's the whole thing. Okay. I guess you don't watch basketball. Oh, okay. My bad. The, the Pacers are the next great thing now. They never said that. I'm going off how they're playing. I'm not going. See, you, you're looking at it completely different. I don't know. Something. Are you okay? Something they had a nice comeback. They came back from a 17 point deficit, one game three at home. Okay, great. Bogdanovich was out of his mind, like John Gruden. He was out of his skull. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's bad. He's not going to be that guy going forward, man. Who's he going to be? He's going to be a lesser version who's not making life difficult on LeBron. LeBron was two for seven against Bogdanovich. He's going to try to make it as tough as possible for him to get points. That's fine. LeBron's going to find a groove. 
It's not like Bogdanovich. Remember when Ruben Patterson was called the Kobe stopper by oh, that himself? Was, that was hilarious. It, it wasn't Kobe true. Kobe went out there and gave him 50. <laughs> yeah. It's, come on. If you think like Bogdanovich is the LeBron stopper, no, it's not the case. That's not what I'm so, saying. What I'm saying is if you look at the supporting cast, you look at someone like Kyle Korver, who's their sharpshooter. He plays 20 minutes. He's 0 for 3. He has no points. Right? You look at J.R. Smith. He's 3 for 11. He has 8 points. Right? You look at Kevin Love, who had a decent game, 7 for 13. Only 6 rebounds, though. Right? He had 19 points. George Hill, who finally woke up and decided to show up this series, he had 13 points. That's not enough. That's not a three people scoring in double. That's not enough. So the onus that's being placed on LeBron James moving forward, this man has to continually, he's in his 15th season. Yes, he's a juggernaut. Yes, he's the most impressive guy. His size, his stature, never been hurt. He can run through walls. I get that. But at some point, if the help does not come, it's no. This is not a championship caliber team. It's not. Right. Look, by, not by be, any stretch of the imagination, think about beating the Warriors the way they're struggling against the Pacers. They, they fine. They got to get no out problem. of the first round. Not even. Right, I'm not even talking about talking about to. the Warriors. They're yeah. so far from competing with the Warriors, it doesn't make any oh, sense. It, that's, no, I mean, that's not even on the yeah. table right now. Well, that's what I – I agree with that. But what's, yes. what, what's on the table is on the flip side when you look at a team like the Pacers and what they've been able to do. They've been able to dictate yeah. what – they've been able to impose their will on Cleveland, and that's something we haven't seen a team do at, except for Golden State. Am I correct in that assessment? No, they're a team that has gotten off to a 2-1 series lead. It's like we see this all the time. We actually saw it in the Miami um, Sixers series. Game three, that was a two-point game going into the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And the Sixers are like, we'll be crushing you now in the fourth quarter on the road. There's a clear difference between the Sixers and the Heat. You're going to see that there's a clear difference between the Cavs and the Pacers once it gets later in the series. You can't get giddy over the first couple of wins we're, early in a series. On, we're on game four. How much later would you like to go? You... This is the game. This is the game do, the Cavs do, have to win. Wanna... Here's the Cavs. The Pacers have the Cavs full attention right now. Oh, they full had attention. it. They had it after game one. I can I can promise you that. No, 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 no. Pacers when win game one. When is the last one? time LeBron James had lost a first round ser- a game exactly? In the first round? He. When? He hasn't lost a first round series, right? And he remember his When's comment. He was like, he "I'm the game. last one to talk to about you know losing a first round series, or if this is a big deal." Even his comments let you know that he's like, "Okay, Pacers, yeah, we're going to lose to them." No, well, I what I interpreted from his comments are that, especially Tyron Lue, we got we have to do better. Guys have to show up. Guys have to show up. They all dressed the same. They had their nice suits bought by LeBron James. They came mm. in. Everybody had the same boots on, the same suit and Looked tie nice. and gray vest, on gray. but it yeah. didn't translate on the court. Nope. So when I see a team, four. listen, listen, when I see a team struggling and looking for something mm. to hold on to, 
instead of basketball, then that lets me know that the mentality, they're in trouble. They are they, nah. a bunch of grown men got dressed in the same outfit and came to a game to try to bring this team together, this championship it's, caliber team that you say. They tried to bring them together, and they go out there, and they get beat again. It's, it's, they, a, it, it's, it's, no. a, it's a problem. If they had won, it would look how tight-knit they are, this group. It's like the Boston Red Sox are off to a great start. If if and was a fifth, the story is that they went drunk. to a— they they went and and had a team gathering early in the season that just brought them close together. Like you yeah. understand what I'm saying? It, that it, happens it, all the time. Yeah, in it, sports. it works when it works. It works when it when it doesn't. It, you look ridiculous. It looks like you're worrying about the wrong things, and obviously they're worried about their suit sizes and not getting rid of the ugh the Indiana uh, the Indiana Pacers. Ugh, you can keep ugh and all the way to being out in the first round. That's all I'm saying. Any other yeah. prices don't want to know about your suits or your boots or or, or okay. how well you guys look dressed together. They're hey, look, saying we're going to punch you in your, your mouth. In Bogdanovich, I'm not. Put all your I'm trust not. in Bogdanovich and I'm see not. how that goes. You you keep trying to turn this into a the 76ers thing, and I'm just saying in these playoffs, teams are stepping up and they're playing well against teams that should be winning. Cleveland you know who steps is in up trouble. and plays well. Cleveland's in Steve trouble. Steve DeSager. <laughs> Steve good, DeSager steps up and plays well. Yeah, What's going on, Steve? Professional segue. Do not try that at home. I've heard people, guys, but... Uh, you got any cheap shots for me in this update, no, Steve? No, I think you're getting them from across okay. the table enough. Yeah, I, think I think so, too, my co-host, <laughs> Cheap Shot City. It's been entertaining. Uh, I have heard people say that with Golden State maybe sweeping their first-round series tomorrow and now that New Orleans has swept their first-round series, it's only going to be a few days till they meet each other second round. Not so, people. The conference semifinals, the original schedule for the NBA... That wouldn't start till April 30th and May 1st for teams. The earliest they would move it up is to next Saturday. So New Orleans is going to have a full week off. Golden State's going to have almost a full week off. New Orleans eliminated Portland in Game 4 tonight, 131-123. Anthony Davis, 47 points. Drew Holiday, 41 points. Rajon Rondo, 16 assists. Philadelphia won at Miami to take a three games to one lead, 106-102. And what a second half for Minnesota, and it is loud there. First home playoff game for the Timberwolves in nearly 14 years. They are now leading number one Houston, 96-77 with nine and a half minutes to go in this game. Jimmy Butler, 22 points. Coming up in roughly half an hour, the late game Oklahoma City against Utah. In the NHL playoffs, Toronto trying to stay alive, now up 2-1 at Boston mid-second period. Washington leads three games to two after an overtime win against Columbus. Game five win for the top seed in the East, Tampa Bay eliminated New Jersey. NASCAR's 400 at Richmond on Fox TV right now. About 30 laps to go. Martin Truex in the league. Kevin Harvick now running second. They're in a caution. And as far as Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay a 10-1 win over Minnesota. Astros leading 10-1 at the White Sox, top of the seventh. And the Mets have taken a 3-0 lead at Atlanta. It's bottom of the eighth inning. Starter for the Mets, Jacob deGrom, had 10 strikeouts in seven innings. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. We're all going to have to put our listening ears on. So we've got, we've got some 76ers calls. Okay. 
Now, Ephraim, I have said that I'm not impressed with the little piddly 16-game winning streak. Racist. That's not racist. (laughs) 12 of the wins came against losing teams. Most of those losing teams were trying to lose intentionally and tank to get a better draft pick. So I'm not just, like, captivated by it. With that as a backdrop, some people want to check in. So we got to listen very carefully if what they're saying makes sense or it's knee-jerk reaction Sixers fanboy logic. Okay? We've got Todd in Phoenix up first. What's going on, Todd? First of all, most people, like you, Brian, <laughs> listen with the intent to under, don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Mm. Second of all, you, just a minute ago you said about LeBron James that he's going to find his groove. You telling me in game two with 46 points that wasn't a groove? And Ooh, third of good all, point. My Sixers, good point. With my Sixers, um, I don't understand how you can't see the difference between what the 40, your 49ers comparison. Your mm. 49ers comparison was that, they, uh, that they're not any, you know, they're not living up to the hype. Well, they haven't done anything yet. The Sixers have mm, already. No, nope, that's not what I said, actually. That's, that's, that's not, that's not what, what I said, said at all. No, what it's not. You, you, you said that uh, they're living up to the hype. The, 40, the, the Sixers have already listened up. Uh, uh, they've already lived up to the hype. How? How? By and, being up on hey, the listen, heat? Listen, how many wins did you say they were going to have before the season? I what didn't have a prediction. I, I don't know. I didn't have one. Well, see, there you go. I said that they'd be a playoff team. I don't know exactly what, you know, win-wise I would have predicted. I don't know. 52, you, you, there's no way you ever would have said they were going to have 52 wins. And I don't care Why if, they not? The Nets Why? Every, if they played the Nets every week, you wouldn't have said it. <laughs> well, how do you know already, that? Already, how, how do you know my you, prediction better than me? How? Because you just, <laughs> said the last, you just said the last 16 games, they were just piddly wins. Yeah, they were piddly the wins. Season? Twelve well, of those then, wins were well, against losing teams that were tanking intentionally. Not, most of them. Well, you're just, you're those aren't. That's not point. impressive. Why would you be impressed making, by that? Why? You're totally making my impre- my point. So what, played, which is what? Those same piddly teams. Would you have predicted fifty-two wins? I don't think you would have. Todd, save your again, breath, man. Again, again, Todd. Todd. Appreciate you listening. checking in. I am listening. Like you guys make it out to be like so personal. The only thing that annoys me is bad logic. <laughs> you guys you guys are acting like it's blasphemous for me to yawn at a 16 game winning streak when it was mostly against tanking teams with losing records. You're yawning, Who cares? You're yawning at the fact that you think that's easy to do. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to win 16 games in a row in any professional sport at all. It's not easy to really? do. I don't care who it's really? not. It really isn't. It's not. It's hard to do. Uh, That's why a lot of makes, teams haven't done it. It's hard it to do. It makes it easier when you're playing against teams that are tanking. Like I said, they didn't make the so. schedule. It's not like they got together before the but season and put the account. schedule together. This is like Boise State football logic from five, ten years ago. Well, you can't penalize them. Well, no, but I can take it into account. Yeah, and then they went right into do. the Fiesta Bowl and beat Oklahoma. Okay. Point, well, point said. Yep, exactly. Yeah. What, so they're going to win a title? Sixers? Because it's a 16-game winning streak? Never this said reminds that. me, oddly, I never of said your Loyola that. Chicago take when I they never got to the said. Final Four and you were okay. all getting, they got smacked around by Michigan because Michigan was better. They lost that game in the last three. They got smacked around the last three minutes of the game they I, were winning. I don't know. Will they lose double digits? That's pretty healthy smacking around to me. Let's go to Brian in Michigan. Brian, what all you right, got? Let's hear this. 
Hey, Brian. Hey, there's a theme here tonight. You from everybody's on your side on this. <laughs> let me let me give you some real facts here. Okay, Just let's break 17 it down. game winning streak. There were five games against winning teams. They beat the Wolves by 12. They beat the Nuggets by 19. It's Ron, you're including the playoffs. We're talking 16 games at the end of the regular season. Yeah, and yeah, they beat the Wolves in that stretch by 12. We got it. We've been over it. We understand all that, Brian. Don't don't cut him off. We listen to you, Brian. Let's be redundant. We went through the whole schedule. Let me make my facts, okay? Let him talk. Let me make my facts. Let him talk. The Bucks by 35. Beat the Heat the first game of the playoffs by 27. Their average winning margin was 13 Mm. the whole streak. Well, it's interesting. It's good against tanking teams trying to lose intentionally. It's impressive. Boston did Cleveland, did Toronto, win 17 games playing the East at the end of the season. You sound like a fanboy. Do you have 76ers bench sheets, Brian? I'm not a fanboy. I'm a sports (laughs) fan, just like you, just like Ephraim. Thank you. Do you have a 76ers onesie, Brian? I'm a big-time Pistons fan, but when I watch sports, I give credit where credit is due. And there's a lot of credit due here to this team. If you remember right, back at the beginning of the season, this team, first 25 games, was getting up by double digits and losing a lot of those games. They came together. Oh, wow. Well, that's impressive. You know what? Let me think of that. They were up by double digits and lost. You know what? Actually, from that that standpoint, Brian, 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 wait, 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 wait. From that standpoint, we should actually be giving more credit to the Heat in this series for having big leads and then losing them. Yeah, if we think backwards like you do. (laughs) That's a terrible point, man. Most people think forwards and have some common sense. So okay. I'm going to yeah. drop the mic on that. Oh, I like it. Oh, Brian, Brian in Michigan. Whoa. Thank you, buddy. Appreciated that whoa. call. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, let's keep it going. Enrique and Queens, tell us what you got. What are you? <laughs> Enrique? Hello? What's up, man? Hey, hey, Dylan, I love the show, by the way. Thanks, um, man. I'm going to ask you a question, though. Go ahead, shoot. All right, first about the Yankees and the 76ers. Who's a better shortstop of all time, D.D. Gregarious or Derek Jeter? And who was the what? only one to stop um, D.D. from stealing 30 bases? And that's Aaron Boone. And I think the 76ers of Cleveland will come out of the Eastern Conference and play the uh, Golden State Warriors. I have a good feeling Golden State with uh, Curry coming back. I think they could do it. Uh, just one quick thought. Gavin is fired as our call screener. <laughs> I told you to go to Evan in Virginia. That's, so, right. that's what it happens when Ephraim tries to take over. I'm taking the, over, man. I'm taking one over. Share and gotcha. Yeah, it's, <laughs> take it over. I didn't want to hear from the people. I'm, I'm done. From, I'm done. Talk, he, he I'm done arguing with you. Tackle the quarterback. That's He's it. like, you know, screw it. You know, I'm throwing the passes. Hey, here. I wasn't and, always yeah. an offensive tackle. All right. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's your phone number. You can get us on Twitter too, at the No Show at Ephraim Salam. I'm gonna get to the Ephraim Salam quiz coming up next. I figured <laughs> I that it. would put a smile on your face talking about you. Oh, uh, but we're gonna push it back. We're gonna get to some more Sixers calls, and uh, gosh, try to ease the tension along the way. I can't promise anything coming up next though. See how it goes. Brian Noe from Salam right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No Andy from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Also brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help 
keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lots of football coming up in the final hour. NFL draft around the corner. Oh, gosh. I am just a pig in slop when it comes to the NFL draft. Really? Oh, gosh. You know what, Ephraim? I might even record the primetime, you know, because we got it on all kinds of networks now. It's on NFL Network. It's on Fox, you know. ESPN does their thing. I might record one of the networks that I don't watch and watch it before Friday night when we get round sec- two and three. You can That's also how hear it crazy on Fox Radio. How about that? That's right. Jake Glazer, see if he goes 32 for 32 again this year. He might go 33 out of 32. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder, you know there's one team that's just going to go all in on one of these quarterbacks. Of course. And they're going to pull off some crazy trade. I'm so curious to see what the stunner of stunners is. Well, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the the trades. Something's, you know, we know something's going to happen. It's going to be exciting. So I'm I'm looking forward to see who's going to, you know, push that button and and ship away a lot of assets for one of these quarterbacks. That's right. Someone's going to do it. We know that. And then just the order. That's what's great for the NFL. The NFL can't lose. When you think about all these quarterbacks, you're going to have at least five go in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised if six go in the first round. But however it shakes out, all it's going to be is comparison city. Who didn't trade for whatever player? Who did trade out of it and passed on a gem? And All these guys are going to be compared to one another, and the NFL is just going to make out like bandits on this. Oh, absolutely. They're already making out like bandits because... It's on all of the networks. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. But I'm just saying for the next decade, you know, yeah. oh, whoever yeah. chose, I don't know, let's say Sam Darnold goes number one. Right. And he doesn't pan out, but Josh Rosen does. And it's just going to be second guess city. You know, that's all it's going to be is the shoulda, coulda, woulda. And this team made this move and that team didn't. It's going to be great for the NFL. But we'll get to all the NFL stuff coming up here in the final hour, Ephraim. But uh, a couple of people wanted to check in on the Sixers. Okay. Let's see what we got. <laughs> so, let's see what we got. Evan is in Virginia. What's going on, Evan? Welcome to the program here. How's it going? Good. Good, man. Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Sixers run has been it's nice. Uh, but honestly, do you think that Kevin Durant or Stephen Curry are worried about the Sixers? Um, honestly, is James Harden or Chris Paul worried about the Raptors? I feel like nobody in the West is worried about anybody in the East coming out this year. LeBron doesn't have the cast behind him to make a statement in the playoffs. The Raptors are the Raptors. They're going to fall apart when it matters. And the Sixers are nice, um, but, you know, they're kind of before their time. And, you know, the Eagles are before their time, too, um, when they won their championship. Uh, But I feel like they were an all-around better team than the Sixers were. Yeah, I, you know, to uh, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, to address your point, I don't think anybody in the West is worried about anybody no. in the East right now because they have so much work to do before that's even a thought. You know, they may be or may not even be watching the games over there um, right now. Houston has their hands full, down uh, ninety-eight to one fourteen against Minnesota. They're finally playing the right way against uh, the Houston Rockets inside out. 
the Rockets have a tendency to make people play faster and shoot threes, and Minnesota's one of the worst shooting uh, three-point uh, field goal percentage teams in the NBA. Uh, first two games, they're just hoisting them up. Now they're really going through Carl Anthony Towns, who's their all-star big. Uh, as far as Golden State, you know, they have a Kawhi-less Spurs team that they're going to wrap up tomorrow. Uh, let me say this. Shout-out to uh, Greg Popovich and his family uh, for the passing of his uh, wife. I just want to, you know, say our thoughts and prayers are with you, Pop. One of my favorite coaches of all time, and I'm a Laker fan. Um yeah, so nobody nobody is, is, is worried about – nobody in the West is worried about anybody in the East right now. It's just, you know, they got so much work and so much business to, to take care of. Yeah, no. No one's scared about anybody from the East right now, nor should they be. Uh, coming up next from the Geico Studios, he's the Rico Suave of the NFL. It's Brian No Andy from Salam. You ever watch the TV show Claws? They keep showing those previews during the yeah, NBA it. playoffs on TNT. Have you seen that? Yeah, I watched it. I watched the whole first season. Really? Yeah. What do you think of it? It's pretty good. Not bad? No, it's not bad at all. Hmm. Because the previews actually don't look terrible. I haven't seen it. No, it's, but I'm, they it's like every commercial break. They've got claws on TNT, you know? Yeah, it's one of their big shows. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. You vouch for it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a TV connoisseur, man. I love watching television. TV and movies. Yeah. You should have went, went and saw... What's one of your favorite... You went and saw... Um, you said Quiet, Quiet Place. Place. Yesterday? Yeah. Yep, last night. Should have went and saw a movie called Traffic. Extraordinary. Well, like the old school Traffic movie? No, this is a different Traffic. New? What's this one? It's uh, it's about uh, sex trafficking. It's pretty good. It's a thriller, suspense thriller. <laughs> This is out in theaters. Yeah. Or is this Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah, so moving right along. <laughs> right. Like that didn't make it awkward at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I you, you you know, I'm just recommending the movie for you. Okay. It's good. Who stars in that one? Paula Patton and uh Omar Epps, Rosalind Sanchez, uh Luke Goss. I, the reason is, I, um, I tell you is because uh, my film company, uh, it's our movie, put it out. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. How come I yeah. can't get a cameo? No, we don't need that. I was about to say, you really? got a cameo yeah, in we don't that need one, that. Come on, we, we, we don't need that. What time do we show up to the come red on, carpet? Man. I'm trying to get paid. Yeah. You guys missed premiere. Sorry. I didn't get, a, I didn't get an invite. <laughs> oh. It was cameras there, and then pictures were taken, and I didn't want to you know, put you in an awkward position of having your beard broadcast to the world. So. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> I think it's the most fitting drop of the evening. I know, right? <laughs> Can I ask something about A Quiet Place? Yeah, go ahead. From the sure. previews, uh, obviously uh, for those out there listening, the plot seems to be that they are in a place where if they make any noise, it's a horror movie, a ghost or some sort of supernatural creature attacks them. My question watching the trailer is constantly move why don't you move do they answer that question <laughs> move, move to where anywhere not a cabin in the middle of the woods what if they're everywhere okay so that would answer the question <laughs> that is my main thing you know, driving me crazy. You know, maybe you can go watch the movie and find out for yourself no it's expensive <laughs> I, I do not have it's a lot of Salam. anger on this show man yeah. 
I don't have the movie passes to just be passing. I got to be selective. All right, if you got to be selective, then go see traffic. There we go. (laughs) Well, you really sold it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Go see it. It's pretty good. (laughs) Um, So, Ephraim, I hate to break up this, uh, you know, laugh party here, but I've got some other views. Go ahead. And uh, furthering my quest to become the mayor of Philadelphia. It wasn't planned this way. It just so happened to unfold. Where Nick Fools, as I call him, because I don't believe his franchise quarterback, and I believe the offseason proved as much, when nobody gave Philly a significant trade proposal to pry him away because they don't believe in him. He's a one-hit wonder. He is the Rico Suave of the NFL. And really, if you look at the contract that was reworked by the Eagles, so the deal includes a $2 million signing bonus. There's incentives if he hits certain benchmarks, if he's playing, which he won't be. And there's a mutual option for 2019. So he gets a little bit of thank you money for helping win the Super Bowl. And he's back to the bench. And that's where he is. Like, Papa Bear was sending me messages today. Our board op, technical producer extraordinaire. And he was like, franchise quarterback. And I said, out of the, you know, like, sophomoric type stuff we're going back and forth with, I said, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's like the gold standard of backup quarterbacks. That's what he is. And you can't confuse the two based on a great, great playoff run. It doesn't mean that he's a franchise QB for the next seven years. He's not that guy. I can agree with you on that. You with me? But but I'll but I'll say this: what he's done this past season and 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 before, you know, he's had some good games before. But what he's shown that if he's in the right system, he can be a starter in this league. Right? He's I believe he's a system based quarterback. Some quarterbacks are just naturally talented, and they just drop him anywhere. You can make it happen. Drew Brees, you can put him anywhere. He can be Drew Brees. Tom Brady, I, 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 but Nick Foles, I believe that depending on the system, he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's shown that he can win big games. He can lead a team. He can win a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. He can go blow for blow with the best quarterback in the game and not let the moment be too big for him which is which is that's a a huge plus because facing Tom Brady uh in those type of situations where he takes his team down and scores and now it's on you and you respond to that it's only been one other quarterback to respond to that in the in the Super Bowl and that's been Eli Manning so i believe that he deserves an opportunity to be a starter somewhere well I mean that's what's interesting about him is you could look at it the other way too I mean you make a good case but if you look at the rest of his his time in the NFL I think he's a poor man's version of Joe Flacco and that's not saying a whole lot Joe Flacco had one of the best postseason runs in NFL history. Yeah, he was 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. He was unbelievable. And what has he done after? Nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. And the other side of Nick Foles is 
you look at him, the outlier is 2013. I can't explain 2013 to you. 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. He was unbelievable. But outside of that one year, every other year, but then Philadelphia, what Rams, Chiefs, 34 touchdowns, 27 interceptions. Yeah, it's all about systems. I'm telling you, when he went to the Rams, we knew what that was. That's Jeff Fisher and his ability to break quarterbacks. But it's the same system the year after the 27-2. and two. He was still in Philly. He was still there, and it was 13 touchdowns, 10 picks. He took a significant step backward. Yep, yep, he did. He did. But I believe what he did this this postseason warrants him another opportunity to be a starting quarterback. Will it work out? I don't know. I don't know. But I know he was put in a position where more times than not, the person would fail. Right? I mean, Carson Wentz was the MVP of the league. He was going to be the MVP. He was having a phenomenal year. He gets hurt. Nick Foles steps in, and they don't miss a beat. That I mean, that's tough to do. Nick Foles was it about to be out to of do. football two years ago. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't. <laughs> the three games that he played, you just you can't take – you can't be critical and not complimentary and sound like you have half a brain. You just can't. I mean, he stepped up. There's no doubt about that. But even though you step up, in the biggest situation, with the most pressure, it doesn't mean you're going to thrive going forward. And Joe Flacco is the best example of that. Um, so I think that that's where Nick Foles is. And he told a Texas ABC affiliate, he said, he loves Philly. Uh, a little bit of his quote, I know there was some stuff going around, a possible trade, and I would love the opportunity to be a starter again. I know my spot in Philly, yada, yada, Carson's back. Glad to see what's going on. But he wants to start again. <laughs> like He's towing the line of, I don't want to sound like I want out of Philly because I just want a Super Bowl there. And But he wants to start again, and that's going to mean going elsewhere. He knows that. Carson Palmer was an MVP candidate before he went down. So as soon as he's healthy, Carson Wentz is going to be the guy. He's going to have to go elsewhere. But the reason he's still with the Eagles is because nobody stepped up and offered a legitimate trade package to get Nick Foles. They don't believe in him. They don't believe he is that guy. I think he's this, Ephraim. I think he's... Remember this song? Remember Rico Suave? Yeah. The one-hit wonders? Rico. Yeah. Suave. That was one of my favorites. (laughs) Was it? Not really. (laughs) It was impressive. I'll tell you what, though, man. Bit of a sidebar. It's incredibly impressive when you can have a hit song, like wildly successful song, and a good portion of it isn't the language of the country. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. That's impressive, man. That is impressive. But back to Nick Fools, I think he's also this. I think he's the Baja man. He's a one-hit wonder, man. He had the Super Bowl run, played great against the Patriots. That's a heck of a hit. It was a great hit. That's a heck of a hit. I'm talking about winning the Super Bowl. That's a, I mean, oh, I thought you were talking about the Baja. No, man. that's the that's the. <laughs> you were talking about Mike Trout. That's a big hit. What do you think about this one-hit wonder? 
forward you on that. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new mission. Brand new edition. What are you talking about, Ephraim? Goodness. Did you have your hair hey, done like that? No, no. <laughs> What's the next line here? Here's a quick test. What's the next thing he says? I don't know. What? Bacon? One more time. It might jog your memory. You're close. I don't know. What is it? Burning them. <laughs> Vanilla Ice took the rap world by storm. I'm telling you, man, that's what Nick Fools is. He's the Vanilla Ice Baja uh, man. Is it Gerardo? Is that how you pronounce it for Rico Suave? I don't even know. Gerardo or Gerardo? I don't know. You know, you, you have all this hate that's for Nick, Nick Foles. Fools Yes, okay, you can call him a one-hit wonder, all this stuff. Yeah. But just remember, he still beat your boy Tom Shady <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So Tom hey. Shady lost to a one-hit wonder. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Book it. <laughs> Dropping the mic. Take Rack that him. Take that for data. Yeah. I mean, listen, all that's totally fine, Ephraim. I got nothing against one-hit wonders. There are some one-hit wonders where their songs are phenomenal. And they did nothing else. So I take nothing away from the hit of one hits, which is Nick Fools leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Why do you keep disrespecting but his that's man's it. name? I'm just telling you, he's not a franchise quarterback. Yeah, but that's why do you keep I... disrespecting his name, though? I'm just saying. He's just he's, he's guess, fool's gold for anybody who thinks he's a franchise I quarterback. I get it, but you, I mean, there's other so people. So sensitive his... on me. Goodness. No, I'm just saying. Like You just keep calling him Nick Fools. And I'm like, well, why would you? Why would you do that to somebody? He's fools. He's fools. Franchise quarterback gold. Okay. Guess what That's he all. has? Something I don't Bling. have. Yeah. Super Bowl ring. ring. That's right. Guess what? What else? He's a Super Bowl MVP. That's right. Period. What name? One other Baja Men song. Uh I have no idea. Exactly, and that's what we're going to say about Nick Fools at the end of his career. How about this? Says Nick Fools. Lou Bega. Remember this one? Mambo number five. That's man. right. Yeah. Not Mambo number six. No. Probably should have been called Mambo number one for one hit wonder. Be a good uh, trivia question, Ephraim, if we do the pop culture quiz again. We got to get to your quiz coming up next here. But um, the uh, how many names you could mention? From Mambo number five. <laughs> uh, also, um, gosh, who is it? Is it Petey Pablo? Remember Petey Pablo's song where he's talking about women? He's like, Teresa. freak leak Remember that song? Yeah. Trivia question. How many of the names that he mentioned in that song could you mention? Diana. <laughs> uh, Shaniqua. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always remember that one. Katrina. <laughs> Uh, Shonda, doesn't he say Sh- Shonda? It sounds like he would uh-huh. said that. Lakeisha. Now you're just making him up. DMX has a <laughs> song like that too. Remember the DMX song yeah, where he's mentioning what a bunch these of- women want from a brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
What I do, think that's the theme going forward. Names. The name Names. game. Name <laughs> game. Uh, coming up next from the Geico Studios. By the way, we're, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next, a pop quiz for Ephraim Salam. We're going to test his knowledge. It's going to put a smile on his face. And we're going to see if he is as savvy as the internet. That's on the way. Brian No, Ephraim Salam with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. For the best NFL draft coverage, tune into Fox Sports Radio. This Thursday night is Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Bielman, Kurt Menefee. They'll broadcast live from the site of the draft within AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Going to be there throughout the entire first round. Jay Glazer. The last three years, he's predicted every single first-round pick correctly. Can he do it again with his inside sources and people calling him on his telephone, telling them who they're going to draft? Will he go 32 for 32 again? Listen Thursday night on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. To hear the very best NFL draft coverage on the radio during the entire first round of the NFL draft. By the way, you can bet on the first round, Ephraim. Yeah? Good lord. You have an offshore account. Old Jake Laser says, hey, Bears are going Quentin Nelson. Maybe you can take advantage of that. That's crazy. You can bet on anything. You can. By the way, by the way, my real, real quick Sixers betting story. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot I was going to say this. Um. This was years ago. It was Andre Iguodala. He was still with the 76ers, and they are playing the Boston Celtics. And I bet the over. It was like 174 or something, just dreadfully low. Um, it was like 7-5 to five at halftime. There was like no way the over was going to hit, not even close. And my man, Andre Iguodala, just caught fire. And I'm like, it's getting close. And all of a sudden... The Sixers had a big lead, and they had the ball, and they didn't have to take a shot. And they were one point below the line. Wow. And I'm like, oh, no, man, it's over. They're not going to follow him out of nowhere. A streak of lightning named Keon Dooling intentionally fouls Jody Meeks, and my man, Jay Meeks, Steps to the line and drains a pair to hit the over. It was glorious. You may need help. That's, that's always. Why do you take the fun out of everything, Ephraim? Why? Because I can just picture you sitting in front of the television alone. <laughs> <laughs> alone, right? This is, this is seriously. No date or your girl, she's not going to sit next to you while you're you're looking at the I mean you don't care who wins you just I mean that's just that just seems like a lonely feeling to me and you you need help you there are need so help. many assumptions there are you just totally you're like hey this is fun let me just pop the balloon here real quick <laughs> <laughs> you did a drive-by popping of the balloon right then that's how you roll man it's okay but I've got a quiz planned for you Ephraim okay I know you're not gonna 
sneak attack the fun out of this one because it has to do with you. I was looking at a few things here, and I don't know how I got onto this. Oh, you know what it was? I was going to ask you about playing on Thursday Night Football. And so I looked back, I looked at your career, and I'm like, well, instead of asking him if he's played, I should know that before I ask him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I looked at this, and I'm like, you know what? We could do a little quiz here. That was the theme last week. We had the pop culture quiz. Mm-hmm. So I want to do the Ephraim Salam quiz tonight. It's based on your NFL career. Okay? Okay. So... Thursday night games in your career, how many did you play? Hmm. I want to say. I want to say one, but it may have been two. According to the crack research I did, it was one. Yep. It was one Thursday night game. Thanksgiving game. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was on Thanksgiving. You won the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it is in my notes, <laughs> but you won the game. Trust. Oh, here it is. You beat the Broncos thirty-one to thirteen. No, it was December thirteenth, two thousand seven. It wasn't Thanksgiving. No. I'm gonna give you a split on that. You're one and one. Okay. <laughs> you got the number right, but uh, yeah, not Thanksgiving. Okay. I think this is interesting. You are credited with two fumble recoveries in your NFL career. Yep. Which two teams did these recoveries take place against? The Denver Broncos (laughs) and Jacksonville, maybe? It was the, well, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Are you saying it occurred against the Broncos? I'm saying it. the Broncos have something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the opponents. Um, God, NFL has killed my brain. Hmm. I'm going to say it was against the Denver Broncos. No. You were with the Denver Broncos. Broncos. Hmm. Yeah. Your first fumble recovery was in 03 against the Colts. Old Mike Anderson, he took took the carry up the middle, and Dwight Freeney forced a fumble. You know it was Johnny on the spot. Ephraim. Salam. Dwight Freeney. Hopped on that bad boy. And the other one, you remember the Houston Texans. It was Mm -hmm. against the Dolphins. Ron Dane with the carry. Hit by Keith Trailer. Forced a fumble. Ephraim Salam just pounced right on that thing. Pounce. Pounce. There it is. Yeah. There you have it. Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Last question for you from Salon. Okay. Which team did you face in the first playoff game of your NFL career? 
the first playoff game, that would have been the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. Who did you face in your final playoff game? That would have been the New England Patriots? No, sir. Hmm. The Colts. Oh, the Colts. The Colts. <laughs> By the way, by the way, what you beat the Colts that year, and then you faced on the road, and then yeah. you faced them on the road a couple of weeks later, and you lost forty-one to ten. Yeah, it that, wasn't even. I remember that. Yeah, and we, that was Peyton Manning's first ever playoff win. Yeah, we played them three times that year for whatever reason. Like I was just like played them in the preseason, played them regular season, played them in, in the playoffs, and. We went up there and ran the ball like we ran the ball down their throat. That's the way you had to beat Peyton Manning and the New England. Pay- I mean, in the um, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, uh, mm-hmm. you had to keep them off the field. So we ran the ball like we had up. I don't know, two hundred yards rushing or something like that, something crazy. And we decided that we were going to try to use that same formula mm-hmm. moving forward. Two weeks later, yeah, that did not work. (laughs) That did not work at all. And Peyton Manning opened up on us, man, and it was it was short it was short lived. Peyton Manning was twenty two of twenty six. Yeah. For three seventy seven and five touchdowns. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was That's why when people ask me who's the best quarterback I've ever it's it's Peyton Manning. Oh no! It is. It is. It, I mean, it's. No. You know why? I'm. I'm speaking from a, a player's point of view when I say it like this. So, every week when we prepare for a team, offense prepares, defense prepares. They have separate meetings. Peyton Manning is the only quarterback where the defensive coordinator comes into our meeting and helps us prepare for Peyton Manning. Mm. Even though we don't play against them, offenses don't play against offenses, they let us know how important it is for us to do our job to keep Peyton Manning off the field. That's well, why I this. say that. Let's pick up the Peyton thing and bring in the, the quarterbacks in 2018 uh, after we hear from Steve DeSager. Because Steve DeSager's with us. He's got all sorts of fun facts. He might have a cheap shot, a drive-by <laughs> for me. He hasn't, because he has, I'm on the lookout for him now. Well, you've been well-trained the way the show has gone tonight. You're always looking behind your back. Yeah. Usually the stabbing comes from some co-worker here. Uh, the late NBA playoff game is underway in its late first quarter at Utah. 59% shooting for each team so far. Oklahoma City up 26-22 at Utah. Minnesota's down two games to one now after beating number one Houston tonight. First home playoff game for Minnesota in about 14 years. Timberwolves 121-105. Winners Jimmy Butler 28 points. New Orleans completed the four-game sweep of Portland 131-123. to Anthony Davis 47 points, and Drew Holiday scored 41. Philadelphia is up three games to one after a win at Miami, 106-102. Hockey playoff wins for Washington in overtime for Tampa Bay, which won its series in five. It's Toronto trying to stay alive. They're up mid-third period, 4-3 at Boston. NASCAR was on Fox TV tonight at Richmond. Kyle Busch, the winner, his third straight victory. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. 
car, so visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Boston Red Sox have a 17-2 and record, but they've just gotten their first hit of the night at Oakland. It's the A's 3-0 over Boston, top of the sixth, and a pitcher's duel with Sean Manea for the A's against Chris Sale of the Red Sox. Sale has eight strikeouts in the first five innings. Elsewhere, it's the Angels tied 2-2 with the Giants, top of the fifth. Mike Trout with his eighth home run. Dodgers lead Steven Strasburg and the Nationals 1-0 in the sixth. Milwaukee won its fifth straight game. Houston a 10-1 win over the White Sox, who've lost six in a row. And Tampa Bay meet Minnesota 10-1. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager. Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. A quick thing on Peyton Manning, Ephraim. Okay. And, and then we'll get to the quarterbacks of 2018 with the NFL draft right around the corner. Like, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, he was surgical. It was unbelievable, Well, most of that man. was in the regular season. It, he was. He was unbelievable. But when you have that many playoff shortcomings, where you're talking about like a pick six in the Super Bowl against the Saints, four interceptions against the Patriots... You know, costly interception against the Ravens in a playoff game. He's in multiple just choke jobs, man. You can't go down as a better quarterback than Tom Brady when you have all that in your resume and less than half the jewelry, you know? I, I didn't say he was a better quarterback. I said when people ask me who was the toughest quarterback I played against, I said Peyton gotcha. Manning. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback ever to play? Yeah, Absolutely. Who's the quarterback that I feared more than Tom Brady? Peyton Manning. Completely Mm. two different questions, two different answers. How is it two completely different questions, though? Because when you ask me personally, not the guy at the bar who watches football, but the guy who played and you say, who's the, the best quarterback you ever played against? That's a different question than who's the best quarterback ever. Completely different question. Why? Right? Be- okay, because you're not the guy at the bar or on the couch. No, but I'm saying the player. You're no, the no, player. It's not, it's not about me what? being the player. It's about how you ask the question. So if you, I can't ask you who's the best quarterback you that you ever played against. Right? You, you see what I'm saying? But I can no, ask I you. No, I don't. I. You don't yeah. see what I'm saying. You don't see me saying, Brian, who's the best quarterback in the NFL you've ever played against? And me asking you. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? You don't see the difference between those two questions? One you I can't don't, answer. And I'll tell you why. One you can you answer and one you can't answer. No, no. If you're the player, we're sticking with that. Why would you fear a quarterback who chokes more than another guy who doesn't? Because I have experience with playing against both of them. That's right. how. Right? I have the experience of actually watching Peyton Manning beat us, we're up by 13, and it's two minutes left in the game, and he wins. I have the the I have the knowledge of that happening to me personally. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's different. Yeah, I didn't. We weren't worried about the our defense didn't come in the room and say, "Hey, keep Tom Brady off the field." Just put in a normal defensive uh, uh, game plan, 
and we, we went about our business. With Peyton Manning, it was different. I'm telling you, our installation was different. More onus was on us offensively. We had to run the ball. We have to eat up the clock. We cannot let this man get back on the field. It was more of an emphasis put on us doing our job better than we'd ever done it before when we were playing against Peyton Manning because of the fear he instilled in our defense. So when you ask me that question, I say it was Peyton Manning, of course. I mean, I've played against him. I was in the conference with him, in the division with him, seven of my 13 years. So I had to see him twice a year. The biggest win in Houston Texans history was the first time that we beat Peyton Manning. We rushed Ron Dane, rushed for 144 yards. Yeah. I, I, we just, At the very end of the year, right? Yeah, it was like third. It was Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I remember the announcer was going, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> like It was like a big deal, right? It was a big deal. And That was uh, – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it was – our game plan was no matter what, we're running the ball. Third and nine, hand the ball off because they were undersized defense with Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. So we just ran right at them. Instead of let them tee off on the quarterback, we just were third and eight, run the ball. We'll stay in nickel nickel uh, formation, and we're just going to run the ball. We're just going to pound the ball. They don't have enough people in the box to stop us. They're undersized. We're just going to run the ball. And that was the game plan. You wouldn't take that game plan into any other situation, any other team. I never have that game plan going up against Tom Brady in New England. So when you ask me that question, that's why I say Peyton Manning, even though he wasn't successful as other quarterbacks, as, as Tom Brady in the postseason. Right. Yeah, I I got all of that. By the way, the Ron Dane game, that was the last day I played fantasy football. Really? He helped me win a championship. That was the last day. <laughs> it just drove me crazy, man. Did you win that championship off that I game? I did. I did. It was a help. I picked up Ron Dane You're for that welcome. final week. <laughs> You're welcome. I did that. I did that. We were killing them. We were just rushing. We were just running the ball. It just it didn't even matter. Hand yeah. the ball up. And we knew that offensively as an offensive line. So, I mean, we you talking about road graders. We were just up and down the field, just moving people up and down the field. We got to go, but just – 20 quick seconds, Ephraim. If you played seven of your 13 years in the AFC East and faced Tom Brady twice a year, do you think your answer would change? Yeah, because I wouldn't have played uh, Tom Brady as much as I did. I mean, I wouldn't have played Peyton Manning as much as right. I did. Right. Yeah, so with, yeah, I, I'm just going okay. off my experiences. All right. That's all. That's all I was asking. Gotcha. Cool. It's a good question. By the way, um, Ephraim, do you think you would have saw the guy on the other side of the field trying to steal all your signs if you're in the AFC East? I'm just, I'm just curious because that's what the Patriots do. They cheat. See, see, there was no Oscars music at the end of that when Papa Bear wants to get off a, a take. I hear any music in the background. Heaven forbid we're over a little bit. I hear all kinds of music. I hear trumpets. I hear horns. I hear guitars. We got strings. We got oh, we got everything. We got drums and percussion and oh, just silence if Papa Bear wants to get off a hot take. See how it is. He controls the board.
That's true. That's how it goes. All right, coming up next to the Geico Studios. The top quarterback prospect you believe in most, the top quarterback prospect you believe in least. We will trade notes. It's Brian No Annie from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No Annie from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Man, that's low by Papa Bear. That is. You see what just happened right there, Ephraim? Yeah, man. What? What happened? I didn't do anything. <laughs> see what, what I- happened right there? We caught it. He doesn't even know. It's like subconsciously what he did right there. Did you catch up? You, you pick up on that? Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's you against the world today, brother. You brought it on I, I looked into it another way because we have the guitar challenge coming up in less than a month where you're trying to play the solo of Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And that's what he always plays for the final segment of the show. And now that we're within a month, doesn't play it. Yeah, oh yeah, now he's trying to play that's it. such a good song. It's a great song. Man. I'm, I'm driving to Vegas tonight and I'm going to listen to this the whole way. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think that's true. I am. You're not going to listen to one other song? Just Purple Rain the whole way. And Howard Stern. (laughs) Purple Rain and Howard Stern. (laughs) Well, it's been an eventful show. It has been. We've locked horns numerous times. You're giddy about the Sixers beating losing teams. I'm not. Um, it's funny. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it that way, but I see how you like to direct things to belittle those who have a different opinion. Racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Me belittling. I got gotcha. you. That's cool. Um, what else? You believe in the Niners? Ten I wins. Do. I do believe in, in the 2018. Niners. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, I do. I think they're going five and one in their division. They could possibly do that. Now, things when you're playing within a division, things are you know. You're playing against your division opponent, teams rise to the occasion. I remember uh, no matter how good we were when I was playing for the Denver Broncos, uh, Mike Shanahan was hell-bent on beating the Raiders no matter what. Yeah. We could be 0-6 and and play the Raiders, (laughs) and it could be like, you know, (laughs) or 6-0 and and play the Raiders and lose, and you don't want that practice for next week. Man. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want that. Hated them. Got fired. Yeah, you didn't take kindly to being fired by Al Davis. They still owe him like two hundred grand or something. Like he was, he would come uh, in and be like, "Hey, look here, we're playing the Raiders. We beat the Raiders. <laughs> it's Raiders week, baby. If we don't, if we lose to the Raiders, you don't want to be here at practice next week. Trust me. Yeah. Talking about motivation. Boo hoo, boo hoo. I hate to say, and we got to sneak in a little 2018 assessment here real quick with the quarterbacks. I just want to say this real fast, Ephraim. I don't like to say ain't no way when it comes to the NFL because crazy stuff happens all the time. Yep. You know, I hate saying that. But with that as a backdrop, ain't no way the Niners go 5-1 and one or better in their division this season. You no chance, know. no how. You never know. You never, never know. That's why I play the games. See how it goes. All right, 2018, draft right around the corner here. We don't have Jay Glazer to tell us who's picking who just yet. All right? So of the top quarterback prospects, 
talking the top five guys, right? Who's the quarterback you believe in most? Who's the quarterback you believe in least? I would probably have to go with the consensus choice with Sam Darnold. Oh, you're going Sam, huh? I think I'm going to go Sam. I'm surprised it's as like clear-cut as it is. You ask these guys, it's heavily favored towards Sam Darnold. Yeah, it is. I mean, you just watch just, just you just just watching the throws. I I think what really helped him out is, you know, the gods shine down on him on his pro day, and he had to throw in 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 bad weather. Nobody wants to have a <laughs> no quarterback on the planet Earth coming out of college wants to throw in the rain. It just doesn't. It that's the worst thing that can happen. And who's the top guy that you don't believe in? Oh. You know what? I I like his size, but but Josh Allen, he's <laughs> just drop. he he's wow. just, he just not accurate enough. He's late with the Ooh. ball and he's not accurate. And that's a recipe for disaster in the in the, in the NFL. <laughs> Your window is extremely small and if you are late on that pass, it's it's, it's over. Shots it's fired. Wow. Seriously, I I just just watching him, it, it just he's really late with the ball. He holds on to the ball, and he's not very accurate. So with some time, maybe he if he's forced to start now, then that could be a problem. That's a serious yeah. problem. And I, I, watched, I, watched, I watched him a lot. You, you had the Wyoming extended package. Well, those. no, he's in our, uh, you know, in our conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going cleated Jesus, Josh Rosen. <laughs> right. That's who I believe in the most. Uh-huh. Just precise, accurate precision i'm not buying baker or lamar we'll discuss afterward racist at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors 
has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 